welcome to F1 or F Off, your audio pit stop for F1 news, interviews, and race reviews. I'm your host, Gabe. Uh, konnichiwa. I'm Idris. Mm, mm. Beat me to I it. I remembered. Beat yeah. me mm. to it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I mean, hopefully, I, well, I don't know what the, I'm just, I, I watch a lot of anime and I think that's something I hear. So hopefully that means something. <laughs> no, it does. Yeah, Are you talking about Nuddy? Oh, no, 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 Yeah, that's just like what, but like, right. That's a, that's another one. Uh, speaking of anime, I, uh, I watched, well, a couple of things. I watched Spirited Away and Kiki's Delivery oh, Service for the yes, first time. Yes. Um, yes. Spirited Away was super fun. I definitely want to watch yes. that again. Um, Kiki's Delivery Service is super cute. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced. I know it's probably not a one-to-one thing. Sure. But I'm convinced that it's it's like the French Riviera to like the location. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of indications. Yeah. Like there are mm-hmm. cars there that they don't show it, but they look exactly like old Citroen mm-hmm. buses or like uh Renault cars. So yes. I'm just like and it looked to be around like maybe like late 50s. Yeah. Or, or or not late 50s, early 50s. Like I feel like, like it's kind of late, like, late 40s early 50s. Early 50s, yeah. Yeah. And just the fact that like every, like she's at a bread shop and people are walking around with baguettes mm-hmm. and it just feels like that's what I thought. But it also could just be an amalgamation of like the like Italy and France and mm-hmm. but I think it's a little more French yeah. vibe to me. Yeah. Um I also um I was spoiler alert, I was very sad when Gigi lost his voice and then he didn't get it back. And I was like, oh, no. Mm. But then I looked it up, and Gigi represents uh, Kiki's adolescence. So when she stopped being able to hear him speak, it was because she had grown up. And I'm yeah. like, oh. Yeah. Uh, my heart just went. Dude, if, are these your first Miyazaki <laughs> films that you've seen? Because we no. love them. We, no. We've seen so many of them. And so I I'm saw, really glad you're like cracking the can open. I saw the really depressing one. Um, Ooh, which um, was um it was like the was, one with the the airplanes like yeah. he was like the the pilot like mm-hmm. or the guy was dev- like he was he like just like designing the airplanes F-Zero, basically yeah. and it was just used as a weapon of war um so i did see that was the first one i saw so spirited away was the second and uh definitely a more uh, hmm. fun that's interesting uh, enjoyable because experience typically yeah. typically spirited away is the one that everyone's seen because i think they used to show that on toonami back on cartoon network back in the day Oh, really? um but yeah yeah yeah. it's it's good i'm glad you finally seen it i just like the mm-hmm. like the uh no face just be like eh, eh, yeah yeah eh. well i also <laughs> like that like he you know she like uh she was able to like kind of like get him. she's like sit here just sit next to me and behave and he's just <laughs> like uh, you know <laughs> um yeah i i was i loved all of the characters the visuals were great it's it stunning. was stunning really 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 fun um the other anime related thing i was gonna say is yeah. i need to get a crunchy roll um subscription Ooh, okay, or whatever okay. because Sponsor that's us. where the um oh that wouldn't be a bad idea mm-hmm. because the um what is it future uh gpx cyber formula is all yes Ooh. and i want to watch that because it looks badass so let's give give the people a quick background on what cyber gpx is because that's something we've I been mean, talking about for a minute it's, I don't it's like, even like know all of the things like Gundam see, racing. It looks like yeah. It's like <laughs> imagine if race cars were Gundams. That's oh, what yeah. it is. Yeah, and it looks so cool. And like yeah. just all of the like little the, the they go to such a nerdy extent yeah. to show like all the technical things and like engine <laughs> mm-hmm. components and like 
I'm sold. I yeah. mean, I saw like one little clip and I'm like, yes. <laughs> You're like, nani? Um, this is my <laughs> shit. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited. I really want to watch that. Yeah. So I'm going to have to just get a crunchy roll. That's um, great. So that I can watch it. Cause that just, I just, it just, it, it feels yeah. like it's a aspect of my fandom and nerddom that I have mm-hmm. not unlocked yet. It's like a transparent door. I just need to key to yeah. open it. Cause yeah. I know I'm just going to be obsessed and I'm just going to end up buying models of the cars and stuff. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, yeah. No, it's funny you brought up anime because we were just watching uh, Totoro last oh, couple okay. days. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah my okay. neighbor Totoro, that's another, that's another, that's the other one I'm going to have to watch. Dude, it's yeah. so good. Like it's just read it's fun when you watch these because you just watch it and enjoy the experience and first off just like the hand-drawn animation oh yeah it's crisp it's so good right like yeah the, the mistakes that are in the in the drawing are what make it so good right of just it, it had it adds that character right of just like you can tell this is drawn by hand right that every well, stroke yeah. has has an intention right or with the mistake with how like the layering happens that only exists in like this version of the film because it was released on VHS in 94 and because mm-hmm. of their conversion pro you know what I mean it's just so cool yeah. it's just so cool well um, yeah, yeah and and like the hand painted backgrounds are yes. absolutely a just just gouache this just like you know either they're they're all like gouache paintings yes uh oil paintings in the background and they're just so amazing beautiful um the other thing that i do love about those is that um it's one of the things that really bothers me and i don't know if this bothers you too Hmm. but i really hate when people plug in an old animation into like an ai generated oh like upscale so like upscale it to like 60 fps because the problem is one the AI doesn't know how to create the frames in between. So when you oh, pause each of the yeah. frames, there's like weird like hands disappearing or bending mm-hmm. in strange ways. Um, and also they are literally destroying a deliberate decision made by the animator. Yeah. Like these are, it's not, it's not because they like, you know, it's not necessarily because the technology, you know, they could, it was, it was more of, they were making specific decisions of, of how they, they animate the frames Mm -hmm. to give a certain feel because there's different frames will give a certain feel yeah yeah um like uh a good example contemporary is the spider verse yeah like Like 24 frames per second yeah the one character is in a different frames per second than another one Mm -hmm. because it's supposed to give a certain feel he's supposed to be more comic-y supposed to be more sketchy and then the other guy is supposed to be a lot more smooth and more modern Mm -hmm. and so those are decisions that are specifically made for artistically and so when people do that they input it in they're just they're just wiping away somebody's artistic decision yeah. and i hate that in the you engineering know, world really we call that, that we call that garbage in garbage out right like if you don't know what you're doing with the tool and you just hit run and analyze right yeah then you know you're going to get some set of results at the end right but that's not that doesn't tell you much right because you didn't understand what you're doing at the beginning so yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah it's 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 weird well yeah. speaking of um speaking of garbage well, well no speaking of, <laughs> of of one thing going in and then another coming out the other end let's talk about this dutch grand prix because it did not end the way that we thought it would the, it did that, not end the way that we thought it was going to when it started this was one of the wildest races i've seen in, in a while like yeah i mean i think the mvp of this weekend has just been rain right because it's just thrown <laughs> so many variables into things right like like how oh, can yeah it, it just it completely changed everything up right like on qualifying day on race day and then on race day again and then on mm-hmm. race day again 
and then you put the you, this is the worst strategy I've ever seen, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But yeah, it was just wild. Well, well and also too, it played mind games with everybody. Oh, absolutely, and that's what I love. It was oh, absolutely. it was a, it was just a troll mm-hmm. because like every five minutes they'd be like, it's going to be light rain around turn three, but very light. And, and then, then it's like that didn't happen. Right, and there's right. just like, oh, it's gonna only just rain slightly, yeah. you know, around ten, eleven, you know, turns ten and eleven, and then all of a sudden it's just like torrential downpour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, huh, huh, like <laughs> Nani. <laughs> right. Right. And I mean, and here's the thing I will say just as the outset, this race is a I don't want to say master class, but it is a study mm-hmm. in pit strategy. Hit, yes. And reactioning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because the rain played a factor into such an extent where, like, you had people who were, like, the unpredictable nature of it. You had guys who were like, should I stay out? Like, no, stay out on your dry tires because it's only going to be light for a little bit. And mm-hmm. then, like, everybody who had pitted immediately and started raining had all moved up places and everybody got shoved down. Yep. And it was just, like, it was, a, it's all so much of it was a gamble. Yeah. But... I will say it was not just a gamble. There was a lot of really intense racing. And I think, and like we said before, I think the reason for that, though, too, is because this track spectacular. Oh, Zandvoort? Mm. Spectacular. Zandvoort Give is us... the roller coaster tycoon, too, of the calendar, I would say. You're right. Oh, just, yeah, uh, no. Just, yeah. Just does, it, does it, just does it well. Well, Ajis, give us our, our track background. Track background. Y'all ready for this? Burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> I can throw that in the burr, beginning burr, of that. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> All right. So welcome to the Netherlands where we have Stroopwafels. They do Stroopwafels in the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Uh, Danny do Ricardo, um, uh, Perez, and Max were like making Stroopwafels as like a little thing, I think. Mm. I do think, you yeah, think they, they were doing the whole thing. Do you think they would have done that with the Vries? You know, they would because he's Dutch. Maybe, maybe yeah. He'd be maybe. there by association, but like I don't, I don't know if they would like... And rising, rising star, okay. DeVries. I have a question. I have yes. not, I, here, on the subject of DeVries, really cool. DeVries, yeah. DeVries really yeah. quick. I couldn't help but notice that in the F1 2023 video game, they like put Danny Ricardo in there. Oh, did they scrap did it? They, did they take DeVries out? That would be so petty. Could I you mean, imagine? <laughs> if you're going to do it, just give it like, I mean, at this point, they're going to have three options for AlphaTauri, like, or four <laughs> options for AlphaTauri. Yeah, yeah. Because you have Yuki, you have Danny, you have DeVries, and you have now um, uh, Liam Lawson. Yeah, Lawson. Um, yeah. In there as a drivable character. Yeah. So, like, if they just took out DeVries altogether as, like, a day one patch or whatever. Yeah. Mm, shady. That's pretty. I, could, you, could you imagine, Christian? He's like, oi, we want him out of there. I don't, that's not a very good British accent, but you know he him him or helmet one of the two would call yeah, him no, up. It would be helmet we, actually because you he do just does things that I want. Yeah, yeah, just do helmet Marco's accent, which is yeah. Get him out of there! <laughs> I am Satan. <laughs> I am Soren. Uh, <laughs> I am helmet Marco. No, um, man. unbelievable. Yeah, but, I just I'm I'm not comfortable with just the complete erasure of of Nick DeVries. Nick DeVries. Like yeah. just from everything. Just he's mm. just it's like he never existed. It feels so disrespectful yeah. in this way. I mean, like yeah. I know we got Danny now and like that mm. but it's just like the way that they went about 
this it's like yeah i'm not surprised if if he would go into just a like a depression man like it, this is like like we said like this is a village and villain villain origin story yeah. level mm-hmm. amount of just complete disregard <laughs> for humans like you know life Marco and t- emotions he takes off his aviators is that to freeze just season with the cyborg guy <laughs> like <laughs> yeah yeah right yeah no for sure he just like come back he's just a, like a half human you yeah. know he's just got dark circles around his eyes and like you know he's just oh. pale complexion he just wears a hood all the time it's like hello marco yes um after and you sucked just... me from the team i underwent some physical upgrades <laughs> i'm now faster smarter better <laughs> <laughs> and he just he just like just he just like takes people out on the track he's just really aggressive um yeah i mean well now he's race. gone well yeah well and now apparently he's gone uh the route of um nicholas latifi where apparently he's just gonna go to college and like you know get more knowledge um i mean good for him that's that honestly that's a really admirable thing i think we should all commend that that's dope yeah i mean 100 yeah. percent. it's just it just feels like it i just hope that it's a decision they want to make because they want to do it not because they feel like there's nothing left for them in the motorsport world you yeah, know what I mean? yeah yeah that's the depressing part yeah because know? education in and of itself is something that people should aspire to want anyways right yeah. so no. yeah okay food. anyway anyways start sidetrack done <laughs> <laughs> All right, so at Zandvoort, we have the Formula One Heineken Dutch Grand Prix. Um, this is in line with what I think like a Formula One race should be named. Like it's always Heineken or something, right? So I was really like, I know I talked about this last time with like a Romco or something, but this is the weird thing, right? They race at Zandvoort, right, at the circuit Zandvoort, but because yes. of sponsorship sponsorship reasons, sorry, the name is now CM.com Circuit Zandvoort. Oh god. I know. It's kind of like the it. crypto arena like yeah. for the Lakers like it's <laughs> Quicken so... Loans Arena staples Look you. blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. I just I hate it so much. Yeah. Uh, just give it a name. Yeah. Give it a, yeah, just give it a catchy name. Like actually what they could name it is the Jim Clark Zandvoort track because Jim Clark is your F1 driver with the most wins there with four. Uh mm-hmm. first race held back in 1952. And here's a really, really cool fun fact about Zandvoort. So you hear the name Zandvoort, you're like, what What does that mean, right? Uh-huh. I mean, if you break it down in your mind. All right, go ahead. G- give me a guess. If you Without reading the notes here, you probably already saw it. Oh, uh, no, I already read it. Yeah, oh, you it's like it. a sand yeah. passing, right? Uh, yeah. Because sand, Zand, and then Vort, which is, what is it, Fjord? Is it Ford or Fjord? Ford. I think it's Ford. Ford, which yeah. is a, a river crossing. Yeah. A very apt um, description. Yeah. I love the literal translation. It would be like if Belgium was called, like, dark green forest you know <laughs> exactly you know? yeah no 100 percent, 100 percent. or a, a vegas is just be like a expensive hotel mm. street mm. um you know a bankruptcy mm-hmm. bankruptcy circuit um or city of regret <laughs> city of regret uh yeah uh we pipe in we 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 drive in our water yeah oh, yeah no, from out I, of state oh God. from out of state yeah, yeah. yeah. um well, I was just thinking about this though. Um, you talk, you say that Jim Clark is going to be what this streets, this circuit's named after. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, but one thing that I will say a hundred percent, yeah, is one of these corners is going to be named after Max at some point. Do you think? Honestly, no. The whole track will be like this is going to be. I don't know about the whole track, but I'm going to say circuit if this happened or something like that here's the thing there's two turns that i think are going to be named that could possibly be named after max mm. okay and turn it's turn three 
Okay. Which is that super scoop one, yep. which we saw a bunch of really good passes on mm-hmm. this 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 weekend, or the the turn coming out into the straightaway. Hmm. Okay. Those are those are the two most exciting turns on this track. Yeah. Um, they're the big banks. Yeah. And I guarantee you, one of them is going to be called Verstappen turn, like turn like Verstappen curve or something like that. You know. Yeah. It's like no, how I've, they have I've the Senna that. S's. You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that no, also makes me. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's very it's it, it evokes Max when I see that kind of you know kind of uh, you know in the in the in the uh, turn sorry out of the turn kind of thing so yeah yeah it also makes me wonder if they're gonna name a track uh, a corner at Silverstone after Hamilton Didn't, oh absolutely does, wait, doesn't he already have a yeah turn? The Hamilton Straight now it's the oh Hamilton he has Strait. a Hamilton Straight okay yeah. so that's already that's over and done with. yeah okay yeah <laughs> yeah but um, I mean the the way this boy is racing I mean he's gonna have he's gonna have some corners named after him some tracks there's gonna be a Verstappen cryptocurrency like you name <laughs> it it's gonna exist Max Bucks <laughs> <laughs> Oh, made even better by having Brandy Max from Parks and Recreation as a sponsor for the <laughs> as a sponsor for the coin. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Max Bucks, uh, Max Bucks. Um, yeah, no, he just it just he comes across as somebody who would you know, and his retirement would be like, come uh, buy buy uh, Max Bucks, uh, Max Verstappen uh, currency. Uh, Verstop losing money. <laughs> uh, sponsored by uh, my dad, Yoss. And his currency, uh, uh, Yoss coin. <laughs> Yoss coin. <laughs> Yoss coin. <laughs> well, um, you know, guys, we really do this just for the two of us here. Like, we, that, yeah, that's what honestly, the joke's here's for. the thing. Yeah, they're, they're, it's for us. I'm sorry. If you, I, I, you know, here's the thing. We love you all. Everybody who actually pays attention and listens to us, uh, we love you all. But this is just for us. This is, this is ours. <laughs> um, you know, maybe hindsight in like, you know, 20 years when we're, uh, you know, we get the Streamy Awards or something. We'll be like, yep, yeah, no, that first that first couple of seasons was just for us. So, <laughs> um, well, let's uh let's let's get into qualifying because that was a pretty intense qualifying session yeah if I do say so myself it's great um had some pretty pretty and pretty hilarious moments here and there um but um but also like just some real real uh long trombone yeah, yeah. happening in there yeah. so yeah let's let, kick us through kick us through qualifying there juice what did what what happened Absolutely. what went down yeah i mean so I mean Q one Q one was pretty good. Um, here, let me bring my notes up real quick. Yeah, Q one was good. Um, I think one of the things that was really interesting though was when we get to Q two. I think that's when things really picked up. That's when I started yeah. taking taking some copious notes, and I had a feeling that someone was going to get messed up um, just based on strategy because that inevitably always happens with um, with with qualifying and some and and when the rain starts falling right. But man. I think Mercedes really had all their strategy team just like hired away over the last couple of seasons, <laughs> right? Because it's unbelievable that he got he he got kind of miffed like that, or just kind of got mixed up in traffic out there like that. Um, and he ends up starting P thirteen and out in Q two. Like that was a major shock, right? Yeah. Um, because we clearly saw during the race that it's not that his car was bad or anything. You know, it was just this is what happens when you don't get released into some clean air. Um, but uh, 
But what did you think about Russell Russell's performance throughout qualifying over the weekend? Was there anything uh, that stood out to you there? No, I mean honestly, I I mean I'm not gonna lie, I do not remember what Russell did. Mm. Um, it was mostly my whole memory of qualifying was honestly just dominated by Albon, Norris, yeah. Piastri, and then yeah. uh, the moment where Logan binned it. Um, <laughs> Do you want to tell them? This, this is what we're talking about. Sergeant. Okay, so Sergeant, he did a great job the entire time, right? So he gets in a Q3, right, along with along with Albon, right? Both Williams are in there. Yes. And and what what was it that the uh the announcers were talking about during so, qualifying? Yeah. So so basically like, you know, obviously so like Hamilton Hamilton didn't make it past Q1, yeah. right? So he was out. So there's right there there's a there's a potential spot. Mm-hmm. Um and Logan Sargent was able to in Q2, he was able to pull himself out of Q2 and make a Q3 appearance. Mm-hmm. And everybody was all surprised and shocked, right? They're mm-hmm. like, "Wow, like Logan Sargent did it." And the commentators were talking about how like, well, like Logan Sargent is now like the first American to make it into a Q3 session since Michael Andretti did in 1993. That's a big and name. They were they to be were compared just to. <laughs> Right, and they were just like, yeah, and like that was his last race, right? And they're like, yeah, and then all of a sudden it, it literally cuts, just deadpan, cuts straight to Logan Sargent in the wall, and everyone's like, oh, jeez, like, <laughs> and I was just like, I started laughing so hard because I was just like, that is such a, like, that's just such a perfect like, such a Florida thing to do. Like, I wanna, I wanna see if I can get a clip of them talking about it, like just the moment where it just happens, because it is just so comical that the they're just like, oh yeah, Logan Sargent. I was going, oh, dude, <laughs> when it happened, you know what played in my mind? It what? was just like the. Oh yeah, the uh, curb your enthusiasm <laughs> yeah, curb. theme. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, that are the. Uh, it's like da- what? Hello, darkness, my yeah. old friend. Yeah, you know, that I was, just such mm. a like. Just I mean, uh, you you and I told you, <laughs> no. Well, uh, we'll, well, I'll tell. You, I had a thing I told Lauren, at when, but it was during the race that yeah. was regarded so Sergeant. So we'll get to that. But, but yeah, first big disappoint, disappointment for him was was this, and Man. and I will say it really highlights the discrepancy in the drivers because Albon, dude. He was he was P three. He was P three until Russell For snuck like a hot in. Second. Yeah, yeah. Until Russell snuck in and, sna- and nabbed it. Okay, yeah. That's what I was gonna Russell. say. Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. Because Russell, the entire qualifying session was pretty quiet, and then mm-hmm. just out of nowhere, which I think I don't know. Lately, that seems to be kind of his thing. He he's just quiet, quiet, quiet. Gets it all together. Boom. Puts together a yep. really good lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, he's good. He is the kind of guy who. Um, I think the commentators have said this too, and I agree mm. with them that uh, George Russell is the kind of person who, like, he's capable of winning races, but absolutely, it's just all of the circumstances have to line up perfectly yeah. for him to make it happen. Um, he's not; he doesn't really seem like the driver who um, can reach deep inside himself and pull out mm. uh, like a like a really difficult win. It just feels like he he feels like he's the kind of person that would take advantage of an attack of opportunity. Gotcha. You know? gotcha. And so I feel like he can mm. recognize when the circumstances are perfect and then pounce. But I don't feel like he is the kind of driver who can take a bad situation and then bring it up into like force it so, up into the for the forefront. You know what I mean? So if I were to make a comparison, he is he is more of a Ellen Prost, right, versus a Senna. 
Yes. Yeah. That sounds right to me. Yeah. yeah. More, like more we analytical. know like yeah, like we know Lewis Hamilton is that kind of driver. He finished the what was it, the twenty twenty British Grand Prix on three wheels. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean do you think he's that, inside the car just like leaning to like yeah right right no he probably literally was because they're that light um i would say like that is a good example all also about how many times has that guy started from the pit lane and then won a Dude, race yeah like he knows how yeah. to take a bad situation and make it work true i don't think every driver can do that yeah um, another that. person that can do that is alonzo which we'll talk about how alonzo performed mm -hmm. this race because it was a pretty magical thing to witness i will yeah. say it, even speaking just you know speaking as an alonzo, alonzo stan but even if you're not an alonzo fan i would say you have to admit that was a pretty insane performance yeah so yeah absolutely um, but yeah anyway alex albon really wrestling that williams into places that it doesn't really necessarily belong and yeah. um I was also, this is related to our last episode. Did you hear that um, he is pretty much decided that he's going to stay with Williams? Thank God. Um, because yes. he feels like they could produce a good race car. Like yes. he could get some wins with them, which I think is a smart decision. I think, honestly, I look at Alex Albon. I think he's a guy who can win a championship. I think he's I got think so. the, I think he's he has like the mental fortitude now to do it. After having dealt with everything he did at Red Bull, taking the time off, coming back in. I think he can make it happen at Williams. Yeah, you see, he's got gusto. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's got, he got the, the spark, kid. He's got the je ne sais pas. <laughs> the je ne sais quoi. Um, yes, no, 100%. Um, uh, that, that, by the way, I will say that that is my um, fictitious drag name, is je ne sais quoi. Ooh, ooh. I mean, yeah. you know, please welcome to the stage, je ne sais quoi. Um, Everybody dance now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but let's talk about the other um the other surprising performance here and it's not even really surprising as much as it's just a confirmation that they are improving and that's mclaren mm -hmm. um the boys both back piastri and and norris really really good qualifying mm -hmm. sessions yeah um I don't do you think I, I worry sometimes because i know a lot of times these things are track dependent mm-hmm um, do you think this is because of the nature of Zandervoort playing to the strengths of the McLaren? Hmm. Or do you think this is genuinely that the McLaren have figured out? Because no, I, I know that yeah. it's an arrow thing for them. Sure, sure. Right? I think, no, I think they figured something out. And I think we're going to continue to see more, uh, more podium, higher podium finishing positions for these two guys. Um, yeah. The fact that you have Norris kind of, he's kind of like the de facto primary lead of the team right but you have piastri like not too far behind him right like the these guys are really really making it work with this car like think back to the beginning of the season where they're getting like p15 p16 p16 mm -hmm. p17 p18 p19 even you know mm -hmm. um they're they're doing a great job i think mclaren has unlocked something with the car here with this concept and i think we'll continue to see some good some good racing out of them um i think what was nice to see was and we'll, we'll talk about it a bit more in the race. Um, Aston Martin, you know, they, I think, have found, so it, they've regained their mojo to a certain extent. Um, one of them has. But we'll, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll talk about it. One of them has. Yeah. But I, I don't but really the, but think he lost, I don't think he lost yeah. the mojo. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. yeah that's fair. <laughs> I, that's fair. I'm sorry, Lance. I, dude, okay, I'm sorry. He seems like a great guy. I'm, I would play Marvel versus the, Capcom 2 with him, you know? Like literally, I'm sorry. If you are 
if your one driver is P2 and your other driver is P like 19 in like the similar equipment or the same equipment and it's just like a consistent thing, what do you do? What's the plan here? I just, I'm just shot. You know, the same with Williams, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. mean, the gap between those guys, we talked about it last episode. The gap is just yeah you're, the 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 no, the first goal in any f1 team is you have your first beat your teammate rival is beating right. your teammate yeah and it's like yeah he might as well be max and stroll at this point like it's just like i, I just it's shocking but anyway um hmm. good job mclaren yeah good job P- good job i think that piastri i think at this point piastri Dude, has officially won the rookie of the year award oh hands down um, I think he is—he's uh, proven to be the rookie of rookies for mm-hmm. this season here. Um, so good for him. Um, yeah, I'm very—I'm becoming a Piastri fan slowly but surely. I'm—I—I I like it. We got it. We got to think of a, of a. Um, you know how they call. I don't know how they call like uh, I think Grateful Dead fans. They call them like Deadheads or something like that. Deadheads. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like we got to think of a good like fandom name for Piastri. Um, okay, um, uh, I'm thinking piastri, I hear pastry, um, <laughs> p, uh, piastrimis, um, Ooh, pastram- yeah, piastris, pastramis, pastr- pastramis, <laughs> pastramis, um, or, uh, Oscar winners, uh, Os- I like that, Oscar Meyer winners, Oscar Meyer, uh, yeah, um, It'll come to us. Yeah. Um, we, we can't, yeah, we can't it, force a creative I'll, process. No, no. I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll think more on that. I mean, we'll hear. What are, well, yeah, Max has the orange army, right? Yeah, the orange nation. Um, what is what is Hamilton fans do? Because I, I think we talked about this a little bit, right? I think I it would simply what, just be the cool kids because he's so cool. You know what cool I mean? Kids. It would be the cool kids table. We know <laughs> Ricardo is Ricardo's. Um, <laughs> wait, is that? Wait, do, do people really is. call themselves that? Oh, yes, man. Yes, the okay. Ricardo's. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. Which is. I mean. Hey. Okay. I, I consider myself a Ricardo. Um, yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. You know. I'm gonna. I. We need to come up with a fan name for everybody who doesn't have them. Yeah. I, I'm gonna work. This is gonna be my project. I will. I will. I will. Next week, I will come back with a with a list of of possible ideas. I'm gonna put 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 my heads together. I'll ask yeah. my brother because Ben is gonna be He's really, good really good at coming up with that. So I'm gonna help have him help me with those. Um I got yeah, one well, sergeant's reservist, you know. <laughs> the, the, they, never, they never come out of no, action they're, because they're Yeah, they're just called the uh they're just called the brigade or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. um boot camps, the boot camp. Yeah. Um, even though the, I, nobody's, I don't know how many people are, I, his friends and his family are probably his fans, but yeah. Um, uh, well, okay. Let's, let's move on to the race because the race is the, oh, things got wild. Uh, it is the cherry on top of this weekend. Um, in so many ways. Um, so, well, first off end of qualifying, you had, uh, as we expected, Max is on pole. Mm-hmm. But sharing with second row with him, Lando Norris, brilliant performance. Yes. And then after him, row two was George Russell and, Albon. and Alex Albon. Yep. I mean, that's a mix up. Like, yep. I mean, did you think, did you think Williams was going to be able to do this this year? I had an inclination nope. that I think they were going to be better. 
I, I, I didn't I've, necessarily know that they yeah. were going to be able to get that high, but yep. I'm totally down with it. Yeah. Like, what do you, you know? Absolutely. No, 100%. I, I'm with you. I did not think that they would be that high. I mm-hmm. thought they'd be better, but not like this. Yeah. And this is great to see. Yeah. It's, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely love it. Um, but uh, beginning of the race, start the right out that start, um, Max had a good getaway, as mm-hmm. you know, which normally he's are a little shaky, but um, yeah. he got away quick. He Norris Norris tried to cover him off, but he had to slip behind. Alex Albon scooted right up past Russell, and I was like, mm, yes, mm-hmm. I was super mm-hmm. stoked in that. And then the other person that did a good thing, Alonzo, jumped two yes. places in one turn. Yep. And I was just like, Mm, man. that was so sweet. and it was really awesome because that was turn three and i've seen him do this before he mm-hmm. takes that inside line in turn three and he makes it stick yeah and it's just so brilliant to see him pull off that move and he did it clean and concise i mean it was it, it was it was a wonderful just great racecraft I, I was right from the get-go i mean i would say the first how many laps was it about like five or so laps the first five or so laps was just a lot of action on track yeah a lot of stuff happening you know, once that once the rain started to come in, though, that's when we really started to get the mix up, right? Because it started to sort of stretch mm-hmm. out. There wasn't a lot of movement, right? Um, and uh, Alonzo had himself positioned. He uh, he ended up getting past. Um, uh, who did he 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 snuck past? Uh, didn't he find himself? He was he was into P two, right? By the I think yes. he passed Norris. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, at that point they had to go to. Um... They had to switch tires and go to intermediates, right? So he had capitalized. Yes. Um, he had capitalized. Well, he passed him on track before that happened. Yeah. Because I remember when the rain hit, uh, he and Max stood at uh, Perez right. pitted first, right. right? It was like Perez and uh, Russell, I think, pitted, and Norris, I think, pitted. Mm-hmm. And so all these guys are coming on inters. And then the fascinating thing was the race directors were like, no, stay out. This rain's not going to last that long. Mm-hmm. And the dry's going to, you know, just, just hold out. Yeah. And I remember at the time thinking, terrible idea. Yeah. Terrible idea. We saw this with Norris back in Russia, the last Russian Grand Prix, where he almost won that, but he, he tried to stay won. out on the dry and he mm-hmm. just lost it. So I think that this is a good lesson for everybody that even if the rain is, is, like if it's enough for inters, if it's enough to create a rooster tail, even if you think it. it's brief, just do it. Just do it. Yeah, um, because you lose so much time. You lose. So, you do. I think. I think. Um, I was listening to the F one broadcast this time. I've been switching it up uh, from the mm-hmm. Sky Sports. Um, and David Coulthard was just like that. You should absolutely change to the inters because you're losing twenty seconds per lap. By the time you come around, and you realize your mistake. You've lost like like three minutes, four minutes of like race uh-huh. time. That's yeah. insane. And you're done. You're out of the race at that point. Yeah. You know, I think the time loss in the pits is not as it's, big as the time yeah, loss on the track and wet tires completely. Um, yeah. And we saw that because yeah. what, because, because Perez pitted early, pitted first. Yeah. And uh, I think Gasly did too. And they mm-hmm. just skyrocketed right up. Front. Yeah. Everybody got scooted back. Yeah. And so Max and Alonzo came in like the next lap and they still got in under the wire. Mm hmm. But um, Mer- and Mercedes like really messed up there too because they didn't yeah. they didn't pit either of their guys right and it was like why would you why would you not pit them <laughs> like mm-hmm. even even if you get stuck in the in the in the whole like pit lane traffic just do it 
Just yeah, do just it. do it. I I think it's I think it's it's a it's a it's a sacrifice worth making because the track is going to take a minute to dry off. Yeah. It's not just going to instantly yeah. evaporate. Even yeah. when the sun comes out, it's still going to be some residual water. Yeah. So I think it's still worth it. I mean, and I think the idea was they were still worried that like, well, you know, they're going to have to pit again because they're on the inters mm-hmm. and what's the drive? Right. Was like, well, yeah, we'll just deal with that when it happens. You know what I mean? Um, the the potential loss is too great. Right. And so that came filtered through. Perez was leading the race for quite a while, right? And um, Perez was really confused because they actually undercut Perez. Max, they had Max undercut him, mm-hmm. which um, was I don't really think he was expecting. How do you feel? Um, but about I think that? I, you know, they they were claiming that they were trying to cut uh, cover uh, cover off. Um, I think it was like Alonzo. Mm-hmm. They were trying to cut, you know protect against him, but I do think that it was a little bit of a cheeky move to kind of push Perez off because it's weird that they're not prioritizing their first driver. They're prioritizing max, Mm -hmm. you know who? So even if max is not the first driver, they're still prioritizing him for Mm -hmm. pit strategy. Um, I think that Perez got lost out. I feel like he, you know, he got kind of the short end of the stake. It's sort of frustrating because it's just, you know, he's doing what he can. Yeah. But I also, you know, yes, it's the Max's home Grand Prix. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, could you imagine how, how big of a, how big of a, like, fly in the face of, of the cream pie would have been if uh, Perez had Perez won the won. Dutch Grand Prix over, <laughs> over Max? I mean, you know, it's one thing if, like, somebody else does, but it's another yeah. when it's, like, your teammate, you know, mm-hmm. and they could do, like, team orders or whatever. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think this is – how do you think this is continuing to bode for Perez's seat in Red Bull and kind of how this is going, like, from his my, mental mindset? Mm. Well, I'll, I'll start with this question. First off, how long is this – you know, how long does his current contract run for, right? Because I think he's good for another – season two right i think i think he was able to get like a two or three year extension or something like that yeah right mm-hmm. um as but that doesn't mean anything at red bull because helmet could just call someone up and just rip rip no no contract anymore right yeah um i want to say i think in general my observation of Perez over the weekend is that he seems to have had a much better race weekend than his last few weekends have been right and so mm-hmm. maybe his time off during the summer break helped him rejuvenate, helped him just kind of reset mentally, that kind of thing he can focus yeah. now. So as long as he's there and is having fun, I think that's the most important thing for him to be able to perform at the at his peak level, right? Because if you're not having fun, you're just – in any kind of sports, I feel like if you're not having fun, you probably aren't in the right mindset to actually hit your peak performance, right? Like there's an yeah. element of joy that you need yeah. to be having there. So. Or at least excitement. Uh, yeah, excitement and like yeah. you know competition and have you know competing against the best, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. well, that's the thing. I think the drivers are having a blast out there on this track. Oh yeah, yeah. This I think it looks just, fun. It is a yeah. It's a fun looking track. I mean, because the 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 movement, just the forces on your body are so much different than if it was just mm-hmm. a flat surface. That yeah. I feel like it's a it, it would be a fun track to to be on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree. I think that I it's it's tough. I mean. You're exa- you're absolutely right. Um, Helmet Marco could just tear up whatever contract mm-hmm. he wants and yeah. just drop whoever he wants in there. What contract? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> and the really the real question is is what would he do? I mean, would they would Red Bull do what they normally do and just pull some outsider into it? Like, or would they? Yeah. Do they want to have Danny back in? I don't think Danny has had enough of a race. Uh, I mean, he broke his hand. Yeah, and so yeah. he's you know he missed this race, and he I mean he might miss miss the next. Probably. 
on uh you know how how his hand is doing he might miss two um, races two more races yeah. honestly like a wrist yeah. injury like that's not mm-hmm. yeah yeah so <laughs> I, as much as i do want to see danny succeed still i i don't know if he's going to get enough chance to really do to prove his metal if you will yeah. um in the uh in the alvatari seat to jump back into a red bull if they decide yeah. to drop perez but anyway um <clears throat> Ultimately, Perez's race was sort of doomed towards the end there because he got a five-second penalty oh, for man. speeding in the pit lane. Yeah, which um, was interesting thing I heard the commentators, and maybe you can shed mm-hmm. some some what you think about this too. Um, a couple of drivers had that penalty, and part of it is because I guess they have to they have to consider what tires they're on in order to switch the like the 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 pit lane speed delta or like the the. Mm-hmm. the the button or the setting um because i think it's it regulates like the the, the speed of the car is regulated mm-hmm. to a certain speed right but that can change depending on your tires so if you have a thicker faster tire mm-hmm. or i think that was what they suggested because basically because he was in the rain switching to the slicks or there or back and forth mm-hmm. that that sometimes the speed the the setting on the on the on the spit lane the pit lane speed button could be different mm-hmm. and that could possibly catch drivers out i'm also curious yeah. how how fast or like how much faster are they going in this in this pit lane when they violate that speed i mean is it like one mile an hour is it like we don't know right you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. we'll have to look that up because Mm -hmm. like if it's like i guess in my head i always think like oh they're going like 70 in a 65 Mm -hmm. but like it might only (laughs) be like a half a mile an hour or like a mile an hour that could be the difference that's a really good question right because then I mean, I think we know that the FIA, they try to be sticklers about this stuff, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Especially like the, the scrutineering, right? Like you, you will go to the way bridge if you are a pound under your toast, right? Um. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Pound. It's Yeah, just, yeah. Like, are we talking the money yeah. or, the, or the weight, right? Well, it, could be like a, you know, it could be like a couple of, you know, it could be like a couple of, you know, a couple of milligrams even like it could they're there they are it's funny like they're you know that's why it's so weird when people get mad about the the track limits Mm -hmm. it's like i mean there's no leeway anywhere else (laughs) if you're off by like a milligram of weight they're like your car is illegal Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know but like then it's just like what are you expecting them if they go off track it's like eh, it's all right yeah yeah it goes both ways yeah i mean i don't know i Speeding the pit lane is speeding the pit lane. If it's if it's eighty kilometers per hour, don't go over eighty. You know that's yeah, that's just what it right. is. You know, but so then it's up to the drivers to understand and interpret that and realize, oh, I'm on a different tire. Let me slow down before I get there, even though I'm trying to go as fast as possible. Right. That's why you always see them just slam on their brakes. Yeah. Um, like last second, mm-hmm. you see like the puff, right. you know puff of smoke. I mean, who cares right. because they're about to get new tires? But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, Not no, exactly. it, it's the rules a rule. I don't know. <laughs> Well, let's talk about Mercedes really quick because Russell was definitely not happy um, with the team. I think he radioed. They yeah. said, like, you know, I was, pre- you know, I was predicted to be podium. A, yeah. a podium. Like, you know, what happened? And mm-hmm. I think really it was all strategy. Yeah. Even though, like we said, with Hamilton, he he was able to get a good recovery drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he pulled it right back up. Yeah, right? I mean, he also dug deep, like like Sean mm-hmm. like Sean T would say from Insanity. He he dug deep. Well, he says dig deep because it's in the present. But in the past sense, right. he would have said dug deep. Um, yeah, yeah. And he got that. And he was able to, yeah, he was able to turn a P13 start into a, what, P5, P6 finish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I mean, it's always spectacular when you see Lewis, you know, make a recovery drive um, 
and just you know uh, absolutely just body the competition yeah. around him if body yaddy yaddy um, <laughs> um but yeah um I would say as far as a like Mercedes goes, I mean, definitely not a race that they're going to be too happy with, but yeah. you know, recovering some points, um, you know, uh, honestly their battle with Aston Martin really, <laughs> and it's only close because Alonso is carrying that team on his freaking <laughs> shoulders, man. I'm telling you what, like seriously, um, oh, it's, it's, it's absolutely insane. Um, Speaking of which, I want to talk about Alonzo really quick because yes. that was honestly just oh um that I mean the first that that first turn the first turn in the first lap at turn three getting up those two places I was super just super stoked to see yeah I mean that man it just he his drives are just so good and I'm so glad to see him driving a car that's not having a lot of mechanical problems yes like, it's reliable it's just mm-hmm. been reliable and it's quick. Yeah. And um, he managed to – he was managing to stick with the Red Bulls throughout most of it. I mean, we're used to Max mm-hmm. pulling, like, these gaps of, like, you know, 10-plus seconds within a few laps. But, like, he was latching on right in the bag. They were only making up, like, you know, a tenth or two-tenths a lap, which is, you know, compared to what the Red Bulls are capable of doing now, that was that was really close to, to stick on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the big rain downpour happened, uh, oh, I mean, for, yeah. for one thing, I think they did the right strategy of switching him to the inters and not mm-hmm. leaving him out there. Yep. So I'm like, yes, um, yep. you know, good strategy there. Oh, like, like, like we just said, you always switch. Hold on, Linus just jumped on my lap oh, trying we, to get him off. We have a uh, a, a four pod uh, special guest. <laughs> yeah, he just shows up and he's just like, oh, and he he's getting lost in the green screen. Okay, so. They did a good job of pitting him, yeah, and giving him the inters right mm-hmm. for the first time around. And I'm like, yes, that was good because I knew, and I, I kept like I said before, like it's better to just put on the the wet tires and just deal with it, right? Yeah. And they did a good job of keeping up with the Red Bulls doing the switch. And when the big rain came, well, the one for one, the end. yes, for one, well, for one thing, they so they pitted Paris right. To switch, I think it was when they switched on to. It was when they switched on to the uh, the full west, right? I'm trying to uh, no, which which pit. No, it was. There were there were like, are you talking about the the rain that came down that like red flagged? No, I'm coming okay, up. I'm talking about that. before that. Okay, because there was a, or maybe it was after. Uh, there was a there was a period of time where they pitted Perez, mm-hmm. and Max had not pitted yet, and it was Max and Alonso was P one and two. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I, I remember saying to myself, pit Alonzo, pit Alonzo, pit Alonzo, mm-hmm. do the undercut, do not do the overcut. Yeah. And they did. They brought Alonzo in and I'm like, yep. sweet. But mm-hmm. then they bungled his pin stop. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, and I was, it was like, so slow. No. It was so and slow. I got so mad. And I was like, yeah. no. And he, he got scooted back. He, he got kicked back behind. Uh, it was behind Yuki Sonoda and Signs. Yeah. Oh. He gets past Yuki. No problem. Yeah. And he was behind signs by like five or six seconds. Yeah. He made that difference in like two laps. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, what? That's And then he massive. just sailed past signs. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, this dude is on it. Like he yeah. was on it. Yeah. He was just blistering these laps mm-hmm. because I, like, he was just like, well, I got to make up time. Yep. <laughs> he just went ahead and did it. Absolutely masterful. And then he comes up on to Perez and he's, he's holding on to Perez 
Um, and he he eventually gets past him. This like kind of towards the end of the race, mm-hmm. and he's kind of chasing Max down. Yep. But I think he realized, and his team told him like, as soon as Perez got that penalty, I yeah. think they were just like, don't bother. Yeah. Like you know what? Like you know, unless Max like messes up and spins out on track or something, just don't bother trying to chase him down. Just hold on to what we have. Which I'm like, okay, yeah. fair enough. And so he just kept his comfortable margins in there. But absolutely stellar drive Dude, from Alonso. I I really thought he was on track to challenge Max for the win. I was too until that pit stop. I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I think had he not had that pit stop, he may have been able to help. I mean, those Red Bulls were still really really fast. Yeah, and still really good. But the Aston was stick, was stick, it was hanging there with them though. You know, he was doing pretty good. Yeah, I think like it, it's 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 tough to know whether Alonso was backing off. Mm-hmm, or sure, Max sure. was just too fast. Yeah, um, it's tough to say, but um, but yeah. In any case, Alonso did a stellar drive. I also think yeah. he, I think he got driver of the race. Uh, that race, at least I saw his percentages was it was between him, Max, and uh, I think it was Norris maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? But uh, anyway, yeah, no, it was Alonso. Yep, it was Alonso, absolutely. He good win. Good well win. deserved. Yeah. Well deserved. Well deserved. Speaking of Red Bull and pit stops, why did Red Bull pit Perez like when it was so obvious that they were going to red flag the race? That was one of the. I was just like, what do you? Why would you let him lose positions? I don't know. I I mean, I guess they were just. I guess part of them were thinking they're just assuming that it wasn't. I mean, you know, it was really, really, really bad. And that's the thing with the FIA. You, I mean, who knows? Like, you know, would they have just let it go? Like. (laughs) Will you let all What's, the cars unlap themselves between Max and Lewis? I don't know. You know, just, how much <laughs> rain is enough rain? You know, like I, I don't know. Um, I think it was pretty obvious with how intense that rain was coming down. Um, but then right, at that exactly. point, this is what this is my point though. At that point, why do we even have the full wet tires? That is a, this is a good point. This is a question because, that a lot of people have been asking. Like, if yeah. we're always going to red flag the race. When it's like full wet conditions, there's no point to having wet tires. Yeah. 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 What's the this, point of having the full point. wets? Because it, it's really like it, every every time I feel like I cannot say, it, I can't remember a time where all of the cars were running on the track with full wets and the red race was continuing to commence. This is true. You know what I mean, but I also remember the time that Brendan Hartley was the only person who hopped onto full wets. Back in 2017, it was, I think, when he was racing for Toro Rosso. Mm. Alpha Tori, then Toro Rosso. Do you remember? We talked about this, and then you were just like, what an idiot. Why would you do that? <laughs> I, I, I don't remember that, but you know what? I'm not surprised. It sounds bad, um, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm curious to see what they do because I do feel like at this point, I, I think that it's the FIA's probably reaction of the fact that there are, there are several people who have died now because yes. of rain conditions yeah. that they are just hesitating to do any kind of rain running mm-hmm. unless it's just enough for like inters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe we're just seeing the FIA sort of a reactionary thing to kind of help prevent. Yeah. Um, but at the same time too, like this track is pretty quick, but it is not like a super, it is not like super high speed track. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like a Monza or a Belgium or, you know, the Azerbaijan straight away. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Sure. It's sure. like, 
I think that the I think that the 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 risk of danger and rain exponentially goes up the faster the track is. Mm-hmm. So I would say that if it was in a smaller track that's a little more contained, um, I feel like you could get away with more heavy wet running, wet tire running mm-hmm. than if you were like a high speed track. I would say in Belgium, if it's raining, if it rains enough for heavy wets, you might as well just red flag it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so that's maybe probably the calculus you're making. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But no, this is a good point. Um, I think the but only I know, other that thing... was a weird decision, yeah, because yeah. he pulled in and they literally red flagged it as he was leaving the pit box. So yeah, weird. <laughs> I think the only other thing I had up for the race that I wanted to talk about was just Stroll having a super quiet P eleven, like he finished right out. Like, and I don't mean that. Like, I mean that in the most respectful way. Like, but like he finished the race, but like I didn't. I didn't. There was like no action with him. Like, right, just outside the points. Well, no, the, here's the thing, though. There was action. He impeded again during qualifying. Can we please? I want to go back. I want to find out this season how many times, how many times Stroll has impeded. That. He does that all the time. Yeah. He impedes he, a lot. He does it frequently, yeah. Like, why? Not as much like, signs, though. It's like I said, Stroll is driving like he's a rookie, and mm. he's not a rookie. Hmm. I would uh, just I don't maybe Alonso's intimidating him. Maybe he's just like maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe he's just like like looking at Alonso getting all these results and just trying to like n- you know maybe he's out of his head you know or maybe he's mm-hmm. in his head somehow. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing I can think of because it's like I just there's no really excuse for you mm. to be this far down in that kind of equipment. I mean, imagine if it was like yeah. for Stappen and Alonso. Oh, like you On know the same team. Like, mm-hmm. Wow. For Stappen, for Stappen, or not for, no, I mean, not for Stappen, uh, Vettel. Imagine if it was Vettel and Alonso. Like, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, this I, team would I, be Vettel, Vettel would, yeah. they would be, they would be like P2, P3, P4 every, I yeah. feel like every race. I feel like Vettel probably would have been able to push that car where he oh, needs to go. absolutely. So yeah. the fact that Lance is not doing that, I'm just like, come on, guys, come on, Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> just give give up the goat man give up the goat put your put your son in endurance racing or something oh, man um yeah really i i would agree yes yeah, a really quiet uh p11 it's kind of like how i was saying the alfa romeos were last episode they're just kind of there they're just there yeah just kind of doing a thing whatever yeah. joe <laughs> Yu was doing pretty good for a while there yeah up until um, up until he uh went off in the rain yeah yeah it's just that can just completely erase your whole day yeah you know completely. it's wild yeah man but you know what speaking of um a whole day's being erased um let's uh pivot yeah. over to our our ongoing segment mamma mia scuderia Yeah, Dries. Yeah. So let's talk about Ferrari. Uh, what what happened here? Unbelievable. So this, so Ferrari decides to pit the. I think it was actually Signs coming in, right? And I think there was like poor communication between Signs and the pit wall. Signs mm. comes hurtling in like a bat out of hell, and then his <laughs> the crew is out there, but they have of in there and they have intermediate tires that are yeah yeah entered that they're going to put on right, and. They have three of the four tires. Where's the fourth tire? (laughs) 
off camera, you see some guy come on with another tire, just like cobbling around the car <laughs> with the fourth tire to throw on. It was okay. So you you know how anytime there's a pit stop, like the camera's like fixed on the car, and like you have that angle, right? And like you're sitting there, and like everyone else is already in position, so it wasn't like they all didn't know. It was just like that one dude didn't know what what was that <laughs> one of the craziest things i've ever seen and then on top of that too lots of communication between signs and the pit wall and it's mm. getting to the point that signs is like less talking don't talk to me yeah right, right. it's so funny to see both leclerc leclerc did some of the things during this race too to see leclerc and signs just effectively giving up on the pit wall they're just like don't talk to me i'll figure it out from here uh-huh yeah <laughs> yeah there it's like it's like you know that phrase like you know you're being like thrown into the deep end of the pool yes right this is carlos and leclerc just volunteering volunteering yeah. to just jump into it yeah. because they're just like you know what if this is what's going to happen i'm just going to go in myself i'll figure it out um but also like yeah like it's, it's with like I, i'm i don't think i when it comes to radio messages yeah yeah. Uh, Leclerc and, and Signs, I think they're just kind of fed up with the yes, three strategy. 100%. They're just 100%. like, you know, it's kind of like how Ferrari used to do it with their drivers, where like their drivers would have opinions and they're just like, mm. no, just just drive the car. Okay, we got to mm-hmm. sit. This is now Charles and, and Signs being like, <laughs> don't give me strategy. I got just it. Let all. me drive it. I got okay, it. I'll figure it just out. Tell me when, it, when I'm coming into pit and yeah. don't, you know, don't mess it up. Yeah. Um, because yeah, they're just, I can tell those guys are just kind of fed up and I don't blame I so. them. I do not blame them. So um, now here's a real legit question. Cause yeah. I think Leclerc is currently looking at other, he, he is in his time period here where he can look at other options, right? Mm. Um, based on his contract, where does he go? If not you know, Ferrari, because I think thing, in the end yeah. he'll sign the Ferrari, but mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. Well, he said, I heard him say something recently where he said that he, um, I think because somebody asked him, I think if he was in equal equipment with Max, like, you know, mm-hmm. would he be able to? And I think he was like, yeah, I think I'd be able to compete with Max. But, you know, I think he said that he, in his heart from his original goal is to win with Ferrari. And mm. that he's still intent on doing that. Um, he says he knows that he doesn't have the car now, but he doesn't believe that he's not going to have it in the future. Like he thinks that he could potentially get it. So I, I can respect that too. Yeah, I, I mean, it. yes, like Charles, Charles loves Ferrari. It's what he always wanted to do. It's like his dream job. Sure. So like, yeah. Sure. I mean, it's Ferrari. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. I just think that Ferrari is going to break his heart at some point. Yeah. And they're going to drop him. I don't think at this point, I, I was thinking about this now. Um, I'm thinking now, I don't even think Charles is going to leave. I think they're going to drop him. Because I don't oh. think they're necessarily going to improve what they need to. I think he's just going to... I think they're just going to be like, well, we're going to try somebody new because you can't figure it out. Because that's how, that's how Ferrari is. They're cutthroat in that way. Man. You know, where they're just kind of ruthless and they just can't, you know. That's the way I'm, I'm thinking. I mean, I just... Because they kind of did that with Alonzo. Alonzo was just like, you guys are messing up. And they're just like, ah, oh, well, you know, it's you. And then they just, you know... What's wild is that they've chewed through Raikkonen, Alonzo, yep. Yep. Vettel, yep. and they are currently they're getting to the bone mm-hmm. of of Charles Leclerc here. Yep, and Carlos yep. is just about there too. You know. Yeah, 
I mean, I would be willing to bet that within a few years, Ferrari is just going to lose that luster of people wanting to race for them. Hmm. Because, you know, even 10 years ago, it was like, oh, man, like uh, the driving for Ferrari is such an honor, you know. But now it's like I feel like Mercedes and Red Bull are more coveted seats at this point than than Red Bull is because they have be they honest. have like a, a a winning culture they have a good mindset it, mm-hmm. it seems like their work environment work ethic reflects and the results that they get right yeah like Ferrari it feels like you see all the headlines about like their their um their company board and CEOs and all this kind of stuff just being embroiled in all these kind of scandals and yep. all this stuff like finger pointing left and right and it almost seems like you know when you go on Amazon and you order you order like i don't know like a battery pack and it comes from china clearly but it's like a brand name called like charge charge up right and then you look at mm-hmm. you look at the pictures on amazon it's like lifestyle exercise health, oh yeah right wellness it feels like ferrari's becoming a brand like that mm. like just like a lifestyle brand right yeah like that sells yeah. a product and they're it's about the image and everything right mm-hmm yeah, but so calm down, guys. I'm buying a blender. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Health, fitness, <laughs> young age, style, <laughs> nightlife. It's just like, it's a stapler. <laughs> Yoga. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you yeah. there. Um, it sucks. Uh, sucks to see. It it really does suck to see, and I. They're they're just gonna they're gonna you know I, Ferrari also doesn't have a sense of humor. Yes, they are the oh my god! They're everyone so thinks, serious. You know, for as much as like everyone like throws crap at Red Bull about like being like smart, like snarky and smarmy and all this kind of stuff. At least they have a soul. At least there's something there. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least there's a personality. Yeah. But Ferrari just feels like they feel like I don't know. It it they feel to me like they have that James Dean like look to them right like they think they think they look like james dean but they don't you know what i mean with the aviators and the leather jacket all that that kind of look but they're just a poser right (laughs) that's how it feels yeah well it's just like uh it's like if it was uh um it was like if um you know you have those pretentious perfume ads right Mm. and it was just it's just like it's just like you know love fashion fear excitement axe body spray Ooh. you know it's just like it's just like the pretension is up here yeah but then the resulting product is yeah. like this you know dude I'll, it's just like you're yeah. selling me something yes yes that is not as premium as you're trying to pretend that yeah, it is exactly and at least with like you know at least with like teams like alpine and aston martin and Red Bull even to a certain extent, like mm-hmm. they do stuff that's silly and wacky and try yeah. to have fun. When was the last like a Ferrari post that you saw? The closest thing that you get is like the drivers doing something goofy, right? right? But like Ferrari themselves, they can't they can't be self deprecating in any way. They can't be self right. like they they can't. There's no critique of them that's humorous in any way. Right. That's just like and- it's it's hard to get on board. And you that's know. and that's why they're the only team that does thirst traps of their drivers, yeah. right? Because, yeah. like, as funny as they are and everything, um, you, I couldn't see Mercedes doing that. I couldn't see Red Bull doing that. I couldn't. Well, see they don't Red have Bull. to because, like, Lewis Hamilton's just his social media is yeah. already. He's just yeah, of course, yeah, he's already posting yeah, traps. Yeah, already like, self thirst trap. Yeah, they just but, repost what he does. <laughs> you know, with with the eye emoji, just <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like. <laughs> 
they don't have to do anything. They're the social media guys are just sitting back like, all right, let them do it, you know? <laughs> and Freud's like, no, we must improve our image. Yeah. Get in the ice bath, you know? <laughs> no, get out. Get back in. Uh, get out. We're going to have you in uh, shirtless, uh, cutting uh, vegetables for a cooking uh, question. Um, yeah. Well, knife or spoon, question? <laughs> knife or spoon, question? <laughs> Uh, well, let's uh, so let's let's pivot from um, the Ferrari of uh, Italy and let's talk about the Ferrari of France. <laughs> I still can't believe that they said that about themselves, knowing the context of Ferrari and no, like, oh my God, Alpine, uh, LNC, Alpine. Y'all need some help, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what a mixed bag. Um, yes, <laughs> because they went from the low of just sacking Otmar Safnauer um, for whatever reason, yeah, to now having a P three finish with Gasly, which I'm sure that Renault is going to be like, oh, it justifies us firing Otmar because see, look at the result now yeah. that he's gone. It's like, mm, no, 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 I, the I, rain did that. I'd, okay. I'd also like to uh, correct you, you. You mispronounced Otmar's name. It's actually Otmar. You can't get nine women pregnant and hope you have a baby in a month. <laughs> Safnar, get, <laughs> get the man's name right. <laughs> Unbelievable. So for anyone who didn't, didn't know, that's, he said that about Alpine, oh. that you can't get nine women pregnant and hope you have a baby in a month. What Like, what a bad analogy, dude. Like, <laughs> maybe that's why he got canned. Like, oh, oh I mean, he was God. really lovable in the, you know, he had, like, that, he had that, like, major dad vibes in the, in, in season five of Trouders of Five, but that's, that's like a the, bad quote. Dude, that's like the, that is like the bottom of the barrel of, like, boomer analogies right there. Like, you know what I mean? You can't make an omelet without killing some chickens or whatever. You <laughs> like, know, it's wait, like, what? It's like that's not the phrase. <laughs> you just have to go extreme with it, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, Awful. But anyway, that's honestly the thing I was thinking throughout this whole race. Is I was just thinking, oh, Renault are gonna like capitalize on this P three and being like, we justifies our removal mm -hmm. of Otmar. It's just like. No, if my Otmar was there, I guarantee you it probably would have shook out the same way. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, even though, like, you know, they, it was hilarious to listen to Al Al Ocon be just like, these are the wrong tires, guys. Why did we do this? <laughs> and it was like, no, that was like uh, the best tires for you to use at yeah. that moment. Yeah. Even though, like, Perez, he probably didn't have to pit because, uh, <laughs> like, you know, the yeah, rain was going to red flag it. So, yeah. But it was a better it was a better call for him given his where he was in the race yeah. and also you know the thing with Paris they did it like two laps later it's like no don't do it now like yeah ridiculous yeah, yeah. it's tough to it, it's always wild with the rain pit yeah. stop strategy because yeah. and it, it's like you said MVP of this race is the rain because they were yeah. trolling everybody throughout the mid portion of the rain yeah and they just dumped on everyone and were just like well yeah. we're gonna reset so yeah. um yeah. really driver of the day is rain honestly driver of the day is the rain yeah. he didn't even drive um <laughs> but yeah um i guess uh, i i'm really glad for for gasly um yeah. because i think that he puts in a lot of good effort and a lot of he good does work. he does um i just it's just kind of it's just really funny to like watch how all of this is shaking out for this like all french lineup french team mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah um even though they're not located in France, that's the thing, right? It's like they're they're still in Enstone in England, so 
I think if they really want to be the French Ferrari, they're going to have to like relocate to Paris or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you mean Lawrence or something. You know, Paris. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Um, that would be, you know, but hey, but that would be interesting. Like, could you imagine like if we like, let's say an alternative universe, if Formula <laughs> One had stuck to that traditional route of like the teams and drivers were from from the countries the countries that they yeah. were from so like mm-hmm. you know the germans you know like mercedes is in germany uh um renault alpine was in france italy mm-hmm. is you know ferrari's in italy mm-hmm. um but then you had like you know like they would still, you still have like six teams in england mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like different english teams but like um i don't know like you know they they could have like a you know uh american team based in you know california <laughs> and houston or texas you know? come come on down to Haas automation formula one team <laughs> yeah right next i mean hey if you're gonna be anywhere just be True. right next to coda you know exactly um but yeah um uh what do you think this uh, do you think this is how much of this do you think is the rain and just good pit t- pit strategy and just the benefit of other people's or do mm. you think the alpine has sort of improved coming back in like it's really hard to tell i alpine is a tough one to, to kind of track because they're so I, the problem with alpine is that at least how it feels and we need to take a look at the data it feels like the results that they get race day are not consistent enough to say this is where they are right like yeah. right now in the standings i just had this up let me pull this up um right now yeah renault is in sixth place in the constructor standings with 73 points they are about 40 points behind mclaren and they are about 50 to 60 points ahead of williams so yeah you know it doesn't i don't know that doesn't really indicate to me that they're doing a stellar job that that means they're kind of they're kind of picking up points that are left on the table by others you know yes um and that you know seeing that that position them being in six that means they're usually probably around p10 p11 p12 right and that has kind of been where 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 they've fallen as far as race podiums or finishes are concerned. Yeah. Um, it's tough. I think Rain really helped out here. Um, Gasly is also a good driver, you know, and I think he hasn't had he's had a lot of struggles this year, right? Yeah. Um, whether it's him and Ocon like crashing each other, but it not really being either their fault it was just kind of how they got squeezed, you know, um, yeah. having some reliability mechanical issues with the car so it's good to see him get some haul of points to kind of reflect the effort level of effort that he's put into everything over the 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 first part of the season um i do want to see what he can do in the rest of the season in a good car kind of free from all the drama of like otmar leaving that kind of thing and okan too you know i think okan's a good driver i just feel like i just feel like they're there you know um it's kind of the alfa romeo effect we just talked about they're there um I hope things get better for them. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's funny to hear because they were talking about this in the commentary where they were talking about people's performances and whether or not you have to consider it's not just on track performance. You have to consider like how many of those DNFs were not their fault. You right. Know, how many of those things were mechanical related? How many of those things were somebody running into them? You know, where is it that they were just faltering in performance because they were just not fast enough or what was it at ex- external factors? And how do you factor that into whether or not they're going to retain their seat yeah. or how well they're, they're doing as a, as an organization? Because like, could you imagine, imagine if the Red Bull, okay was as fast as it is right yeah and they're getting podiums they're getting all this stuff but 
every single race this year, either Max or Checo was like punted by a slow driver because they were making a mistake and right. like they like knocked back or they had to retire. There is potential that you could have the fastest F1 car on the grid. You could have the best machinery out there. Sure. But the luck is just not on your side. And yep. I think that's what kind of Alpine is experiencing right now. They've yeah. just been having a lot of bad luck. Yeah. And it's but, unfortunate for them. Yeah. Like know? I'm looking at the standings for both um, Ocon and Gasly. Gasly, from the start of the season, I'm just going to list the numbers. 9, 9, DNF, 14, 8, 7, 10, 12, 10, DNF, DNF, 11, 3. You see what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. It's just all over the place where it's just yeah. like, do, 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 do. you can't really. Lots of midfield finishes. Yeah. Lots yeah. of midfield finishes. And it's the same DNFs, It's the same yeah. on Ocon's side, too. So, yeah, it just sucks. Um, yeah. Ocon's had four DNFs this season. Like, yes. that's significant. Well, you know what? I think this is about time we should have our overall our podium vibe checks. Vibe check. Bing, bing, Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, let let let's. I'm gonna have you go first, Drees. Sure. Um, and just tell them, give me your, just give me your overall, like your, your biggest takeaways from this weekend. Yeah. I mean, this was a fun, fun race weekend. Um, it was nice to be back into the swing of race things after the summer break. Um, much needed for the drivers. And I think for a lot of them, it helped them, right? I think Paris was great. Helped him kind of regain his focus. And I'm hoping we see more improvements uh, and more performances like this for the rest of the season. Um, maybe you can still challenge for the for championship. Who knows? Yeah. But that's the thing. You know, you never... At, I hate the attitude of, oh, the championship's already over, right? Then if that's the case, then everyone just stops showing up to races, right? Like, don't go yeah. anymore, right? Yeah. Like, that that would yeah. be silly because there's a chance you can win, right? Like, Lewis yes. Hamilton won, won his first championship by a point, right? Right. Like, right. by getting, by overtaking someone, I think in P, it was P5, either P6 to P5 or P5 to P4, right? Mm-hmm. Should, but he kept going, right? Like, right. And so I want to see the same thing from Perez. I want to see the same thing from the others who have an opportunity to, you know, nick it from from max yeah as lenny kravitz says yeah baby it ain't over till it's over <laughs> yes absolutely exactly yeah um it ain't over till yeah. it's over it ain't max over till it's over. could still dnf the rest of the season and somebody yeah. else could win so yeah, exactly until they crown him officially i'm waiting to see how everything shakes out yeah at, at suzuka um, in a very awkward way with uh velvet chair from wayfair yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i can't wait what they do this year i can't wait to see it yeah. um but it's a fun race yeah overall it's a fun race and i wanted to say i'm really proud of max for he's just having fun and he's flexing his muscle and he's doing a great mm-hmm. job and he's just enjoying himself and he should i want to see how many he can get how many wins he can get in a row what do you yeah. think how many do you think he can get I mean, it's possible he could finish the rest, win the rest. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many. I mean, I you know, uh, but here's the thing that I was going to say is that if we, were, we were talking about luck. Luck is definitely on Red Bull's side. It's on Max's Absolutely. side. I mean, because here's the thing. Max is fast. Yes. Max is getting podiums. Yes. But the Grand Prix is very unpredictable. And yes. Max passes back markers. Yeah. And the thing is, and Max, you know, the Red Bull could have a mechanical problem. Yeah. It could. It All could just one blow thing. up. 
Yeah. He could hit a chunk of carbon fiber on the track and get a puncture and then fly off the track. There's something could break. Yeah. Um, you know, he could have a five second penalty for or a, a five grid spot penalty for a, a engine change or something and then get pummeled by in the back by somebody else who slid into him. Yeah. He is very fortunate that he has been able to come across unscathed because he's mm-hmm. not, it's not like it's, it's happened before. I mean, like yeah. he's had instances where he's been driving and somebody's hit him from behind and he was a backmarker. Like, right. you know, he's had problems with the cars shut down. Like you remember him kicking the tire and in, in, yep. in Azerbaijan, like yep. in Baku. it's, yep. he is incredibly lucky and yeah. Red Bull is doing a very good job of making sure all their P's and Q's are mm-hmm. in, you know, in order. Uh, which, by the way, if you don't know what that actually comes from, um, P's and P's and Q's are pressures and well, it's T. Was it P's and P's and Q's? I, I, it was like Please I think it was a car. Yes. Um, I know that so that when people uh, will also like in regards to cars, they'll say they're T's and P's. That's like uh, pressures, and pressures and temperatures. Yeah. <laughs> so like. You know, uh, Red Bull has all of that sorted. Um, so, but you know, we don't know. I mean, Vegas could be nuts. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a new track nobody's driven on apart from simulations. So, you know, lots of things could happen. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. But um, uh, I will say, uh, and this is something I was going to, there's a couple of things I want to say about this I was going to bring up. Um, I did mention earlier that um, uh, Logan Sargent had a bad qualifying. Yeah. He also had bad race. Because he brought out a red se- a red flag session because yeah. he lost control, crashed into the wall. And I remember seeing that and I looked over at Lauren and I'm like, Yeah, he's he's not gonna he's not being signed for next year. I don't think he's, he's you know, yeah, I, I had that I had that feeling too. You think you think so as two, well? Two crashes in the same race weekend. Yeah. He's costing that team money. Yeah. And that is not Williams is not Mercedes. Williams is not Ferrari. Yeah. They do not have a ton of money to throw around. Yeah. And so Ooh. I don't think that his seat is safe. And I think that if he continues right. to DNF or crash, um, it's just they're not going to keep him. And I, it sucks. I think they're going to let him go. And it sucks because he got into Q3. This is probably this is his best uh, qualifying performance that he's show, shown, right? Sure. And then he just, I don't know what happened. And it was actually really sad to see him, like the camera kept panning back to him just sitting down outside of the car. Yeah. Just like he was sitting crying maybe. Like, yeah. It, that I mean, he was rough. emotional. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. It's especially if That's you rough. know, like you're already like, you, if it's twice in a row, I mean, yeah. man, that's not, yeah. that ain't it. You know, and, this ain't it. It sucks because he's been doing a good job this season as far as like keeping his nose clean, right? Like keeping the car out of trouble for the most part uh but yeah that oh uh just real quick yeah i misspoke he didn't bring out a red flag he brought out the safety car oh you crashing right brought out the red flag flag. yeah yeah um but yeah no i i i yeah i agree um yeah i don't really think that his um i don't really think his f1 future is secure um and we already know that like haas is already locked in hulkenberg and magnuson Mm -hmm. um and so there really, it really isn't anywhere else that he's going to go. So unless Williams takes a gamble and keeps him again, mm-hmm. um, which here's the thing, I don't uh, stroll, and I think that Lance Stroll and Logan Sargent are the two seats that need to be swapped. I think at this point. Now, the, my my addendum to this is mm-hmm. that I don't think I feel that Logan deserves to get a second chance. Mm-hmm. 
because I, think, so. I think that he I, I think he deserves there. to get a second chance. Yeah. I would say I'll just 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 you know basically just via numbers, just via you know the performance this year. I think that Logan's seat is not safe. But I also think that Stroll's seat should not be safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two different because statements, though. I'm sorry. Like, Logan, Logan, he, you know, it's like when you start a new job and your managers tell you, yeah, you know, for the first few days, like, just use your, your, the fact that you're a new guy as an excuse. So if you make any mistakes, you'll be like, hey, I'm the new guy. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, Logan kind of has that because he's yeah. a rookie. You know, he mm-hmm. can make that excuse. It's like, this is his first season in F1. This is not Stroll's. This is yeah. far from Stroll's first yeah. season in F1. He yeah. has been in several teams at this yeah. point. And he is still driving like he's a rookie. He is impeding constantly. He is crashing and or just like not creating results where he could still yeah. be creating results. So I, you know, and it's still frustrating. The nepotism needs to end. Hmm. It needs to be done with. Yeah, I mean, he's been in F1 since 2017, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but here, there's a good question, though. Um, if, uh, if, Logan, if Logan and Stroll are not retained... Um, and there is seats? some movement. Yeah, who do you think? Uh, who do you think would be good replacements in mm. those seats? We know Albon's saying with Williams. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, is there any outsiders? Is there anybody that could come back that you think would be cool to see a comeback? Bring in Jamie Chadwick. Okay, but real oh, talk. If if they're not, if Williams is not going to bring up Jamie, um, I mean, because she's in Indy next right now. Um, sure. Doesn't I mean, that much. It it would. I would say bring in someone who can eke performance out of the car, right? Um, I don't know. It, uh, I, I they were saying Mick, Mick Schumacher, Mick Schumacher. Yeah, I think give Mick Schumacher a, a shot, um, kind of similar to Sargent. Um, give yeah. him a couple years, give him two years, see what he can do. I think I think we would see some good performances out of that. Now the interesting one I think is the Aston Martin seat if Stroll were to right. leave, yeah. um, or to be booted, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. If that's the case, I think Charles Leclerc needs to stop sniffing the copium and get over to Aston <laughs> Orlando Norris yeah. one of the I, I think I don't know what it is but I really feel like one of those guys at Aston Martin racing alongside Alonso would be really really good I, I, yes. it's their driving style it's something about the energy they have mm-hmm. that I think would fit really well with them but McLaren think, also is a good spot for Norris right now yeah based on their uptick so I don't know but say I, you know here's the thing I think going a British driver going from a one British team to another sort of British team mm-hmm. right um, I think it's not a bad move. Yeah, I mean, a British guy, a British racing driver driving an Aston Martin feels right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It feels correct. Yeah. Same with like any time a British driver drives a McLaren, it feels right. Mm-hmm. It feels like yes, you know. Um, so yeah, I could see, I could see Norris there, and then Piastri takes the first seat, and then you bring up somebody else in the McLaren. You know, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, um, what's his face? Uh, maybe Polo changes his mind and suddenly drives for <laughs> McLaren. I mean, who knows? Um, you know, we'll, we'll, if, we'll kind of see what happens. Um, that's, if, that's if Chip Ganasty lets him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, good old Chip, if you're Ganasty. Um, so w- there's one last thing I want to say, um, that I observed, um, and that is, uh, this race, the the Sky Sports commentators, you had you had your typical Crofty, mm-hmm. um, but you also um, uh, uh, Martin Brunel wasn't there. Okay, and in his place was Karun Chandok. I love Karun and and um, uh, Bertie Collins, and I love both of them. Mm-hmm. I love Karun Chandok. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like I love Will Buxton, but like mm-hmm. now I'm like, yes, no. But now like Karun Chanda, it is so cool to hear him talk about things in such a way that's like, like the, 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 the insight that he's bringing. Yes. Is phenomenal. Same with Birdie. Yeah. Like just their, their, their thoughts on pit strategy and tire usage. Like that is so cool and yeah. fascinating to me. Yeah. Like, and they you know, have Martin relevant Brundle, experience and knowledge. Right. And like Martin Bundle, great. But it's like you can only talk about something that happened to you back in 1993 so many times. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I just I think I'm thinking into the future and I'm thinking that if if uh, Martin Brundle were to retire from the uh, commentators, mm-hmm. Mike, I think Karun Chanduk would be a great replacement for yeah. him. I agree. 100%. I think he's, he, and I think part of that's probably part of why he's he's kind of taking on those roles that they do, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, I I think he he has race experience. Mm-hmm. He is he he's also I love his accent. Mm-hmm. Like I love hearing him talk about race <laughs> strategy. It just yeah. it feels right. Yeah. It just feels right. You know, and I don't know I don't know why. Yeah, it just feels right. I just I love it. You know. I will so, say Anthony Davidson is really good too. Um, so yes, between the three Anthony of them, between the three yes. of them, I think that's a really good team there. Yes, I just having like this, like the thick Irish accent from Bernie, uh, Bernie Collins, and then having Karun Chandok's like very thick, like Indian accent. It they're just it's just such a if you you just you feel the like sort of diversity of the group mm. in this way that just feels really fun and unique, and it makes it more of an enjoyable listening experience in my. Mm estimation you know what i mean yeah. i'm really into it i think they're doing a great job and i love hearing their commentary so yeah. i want to hear more of it you know absolutely. um yeah that was the that was the dutch grand prix um absolutely fabulous race um i absolutely love that racetrack and i really hope it sticks around for the future because i want to see more it's fun it's a roller coaster right. track it's a roller coaster tycoon too of the calendar, <laughs> of so. the calendar. <laughs> except it doesn't end in a full drop that like the where the cars just fall <laughs> You know, because <laughs> we all did that. Either we the Sims or Roller Coaster Tycoon just removed all the, did that. Removed the ladders from the swimming pool. It's, it's terrible, terrible stuff. It, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all did. We all did it. We all did it. Um, yeah. Well, everybody, thank you for listening <laughs> to F One or F Off. Uh, you can find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. If you want to hit us up, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter at F One or F Off. X, right. <laughs> um, or you can email us at F1 or F off podcast at gmail.com. Uh, please uh, give us a five, four, or three and a half star review <laughs> wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, the five stars really help us out. So please continue. Uh, if you can do that, we would greatly appreciate it. If we get any particular reviews or messages, we will definitely read them. Yeah, out read loud. them on air. Um, yeah. So we would love to hear what you guys think. Because um, if you want to make me cry, please go ahead and do it. I will be. <laughs> years of joy on this podcast for all of you um definitely share with your friends and even more so share with your enemies as we like to say mm. um all of those people that guy that gives you the side eye on the bus stop that you're just like you can especially tell, him you can tell that guy oh no you know who you definitely need to send this podcast to mm-hmm. the guy that's in front of you in line at chipotle and there's a line forming of all the people waiting for the chicken and then he's the first in line waiting for the chicken and when he oh, gets there he orders triple chicken oh my on God. his burrito bowl that's yep. just beans cheese rice and chicken yeah and then everybody behind him suddenly has to wait for another half an hour while they cook up another chicken yeah definitely send that guy our podcast <laughs> 
hundred percent do it. Okay. The, this is just a fictitious event. <laughs> Any likenesses to oh, yeah. real or real people? Oh, this are... definitely, this definitely <laughs> oh, did know. not happen to yeah. me at a Chipotle. <laughs> this definitely didn't happen to me, and I definitely didn't watch all the people behind me, behind the guy, roll their eyes so hard that they almost <laughs> passed out from the vertigo. Okay. So, um, what so an yes. awful thing to do! Like, have yeah. some decency, like. Just oh, take triple chicken. He's like this beefed out dude. He probably just got out from his, you know, doing his pumping or whatever in the gym. And I'm just like, come on, guys, seriously. <laughs> I'm like, and also, can I just say this really quick too? If your burrito bowl is just freaking rice, beans, and chicken and you cheese, can make that at home. Go to Aldi's <laughs> and get the ingredients for like literally the same price that you're buying this goddamn burrito, and sit down in your kitchen and make it yourself and save everybody else's time. Because hey, you guess what? We want some pico de gallo and we want some guacamole and we want some good sour cream and lettuce we want the full chipotle experience Man. you're just sitting there getting your stupid protein Damn, fix because okay. you're Shit. angry sizzling. you can feel the sizzling fajitas around me because that's I, what i get i get a fajita burrito yeah. and it's just sizzling yeah mm. lots of feelings mm. <laughs> thanks everybody yeah the point is don't, don't don't mess up gage chipotle order don't come don't, for don't, me. don't get in front of him get don't come for me <laughs> <laughs>